picks up your nose. Okay, everybody shush. <laughs> you want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. I just listened to the, we just rolled it. We just rolled the theme song. I haven't listened to it in so long. It, it's, uh, I uh, wrote and produced it with Mike Furman of uh, Hard and Firm. You guys might know. Um, very funny, very talented guy. His wife, Donna Dana Fineglass, um, who's a writer, is at one point it says, another bachelorette party, and you hear, that's her. That's Dana Fineglass. So Dana never gets the, never gets the props she deserves for being a being a a, a drunk bachelorette. Party. And I totally believe that. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah it was she's good. a good actress. She's yeah. a good actress. Uh, 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 all things comedy. What's going on at All Things Comedy this week, Aaron? Just excited. We're part of All see, Things Comedy. Just excited to see All Things Comedy's Melissa Villasenor on SNL. That's right. Congratulations, congratulations, Melissa Villasenor on Saturday Night Live. She has a podcast on this network here. Uh, I have not. I watched the opening. I have not seen the whole episode, but I'm sure she did fantastic. Uh, also, we're coming off. I got. I, I joining me today are, are two very hilarious comedians, uh, uh, Betsy Salkind and Vic, Vic. I am having a problem speaking today. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's an Aleppo. It's a city. <laughs> <laughs> Aleppo. Ah, uh, Farbalak. I I couldn't even get Vicky. So. It rhymes with Aleppo. <laughs> oh, I get it all. Vicky Barbalak and uh, Betsy Salkine joined me today, and I, I wanted to introduce those guys first because I have, I have a few thank yous that I have to put out to uh, my listeners. We had um, I had a really really fun last three weeks of being on the road where I ran into Betsy. Uh, I want to thank the people who came out to the Throckmorton Theater. What a fabulous night that was! Yeah, that was great. That's that's my favorite. Venue, Vicky. Have you ever done the Throckmorton Theater up in? You should get the information. Mill Valley. Oh no. Home Marin, of Marin. B, home of yeah. B J Honeycutt from Mash. Wow. That's all I know. Nice. <laughs> it's fabulous. And listen to this lineup. Um, Al Lubell, Suli McCullough, Betsy Salkine, myself, Andrew Norelli. And Alan Havy. Alan Havy, and then uh, uh, and an, an, an improv group who I wasn't familiar yes. with. I could never get on the, the no, bad aunties. I'm not I that think. level. What is Diane no. Amos and would, uh, no. Debbie Durst and and uh, a partner? Oh yeah, Will Durst's wife. Yes. Will Durst is Will yes. Durst's wife. And a very funny actress and improviser. Yes, yes, they were great. Um, oh, but how about that for a lineup, man? That's amazing. Yeah, it was a right? great show. And yeah. I always find I. I always like. I got started doing stand up late in life, so um, I always, I always think it's really, it's always kind of special to me to be on the same lineup with the people I was watching when I first started out, like Betsy and and am Alan. I, am I so much older as a comic? No, I'm saying I started older. Yeah. Okay. But you uh, were the first funny woman I saw live uh, because I was starting in San Diego and there was nobody down there, and I never. When I saw you, I was just, I just was lifted off the earth. Yeah, I was so happy. She's an amazing. Both of you. I mean, I was going to get into this later, but when I started out at the comedy store, both of you were just the, two to watch. That's absolutely, nice. absolutely. Oh, thanks, and Betsy does it a a, a a great 
bit. What I like, what I also like about your set, and this is not um, a kiss up to Betsy Salkind hour. I apologize, but uh, she does this uh, impression of a squirrel eating a uh, cracker. Yep, matzo. and it's amazing. Used to be matzo. Oh, what is it now? Well, I'm gluten free now, okay. so it's a toasted, like most squirrels. Yes, it's a toasted brown <laughs> rice tortilla. A toast, okay. And it has to be really crispy, or it doesn't work. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's just. It's when you follow Betsy, you follow also a pile of <laughs> crumbs on the stage. Yes, <laughs> and I've actually been uh, banned from some clubs. Oh, really? Because because of the mess. I mean, it's a dry mess, first of all. Sure, sure. Have but, you ever thought about just bringing a squirrel to clean yeah, up? Yeah, I should. <laughs> or a dog. A dog would be good. Yeah, you could a be dog like look your, that up. But uh, you know, you would think that these clubs are not about comedy. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, we don't care if it's funny and people love it. Uh, we don't want to have to vacuum. <laughs> and yeah, I've been into a few clubs where they haven't vacuumed since early '80s. Yeah, uh, but it's great. She does. Uh, how long is that bit? It um, it could be as long as four minutes. Yeah, and yeah. The, the commitment. Like I'm always impressed by commitment to a bit like that, and and it's great because. There's just laughs and then silence and then laughs again and then and then a big reveal. It's it's a great bit, but it's always fun. I remember going back up in the old days, going up at the store like late at night, and I oh, just yeah. walk up and I see all the crumbs. I'm like, oh, Betsy must have been here and earlier. Like every comic at the store had some one-liner they would do sure, sure. when they followed me. Oh, that's hilarious. Do you remember any of them by any chance? Oh, some people were like, uh, uh, like there were a lot of cocaine jokes. Oh, of course, I think. sure, and. Um, Sometimes there'd be like a new, you know, a visitor, a guest who had no idea what mm -hmm. it was, but the audience always knew. Right. And they'd be yelling, squirrel, squirrel. And the person's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> squirrel. I went, what did I, I went out there and I said, it looked like a communion gone horribly wrong. That's a good one. And then I did like a little Sandman shuffle dance. Yeah, there was it. a lot of <laughs> dancing, a <laughs> lot of soft shoe. Well, I've never claimed to be original. <laughs> that's um, so that's the Throckmorton Theater. I'm sure Betsy or I would happily give you oh, her information. Yes, it's fabulous. Working. And I want to say thank you to Lucy Mercer up there for being so kind to me. That's and awesome. me. And Well, I don't know how kind she was to you. No, very. Oh, great. I mean, seriously, I've been performing there probably uh, at least 10 years. Okay. And it was because of Lucy, really. Mm. Oh, really? And, yeah. And Lucy, at one point... Um, in addition to the Tuesday night comedy show, mm -hmm. she produced um, Offensive Women. Oh, which, cool. Which was uh, me, Julie Goldman, and Andre the Wonder Woman, who's okay. a San, great San Francisco comic. I don't know her. Yeah, she's very local there, but okay. she's really great. Okay. And, well, that was great. Yeah, yeah Lucy's someday, awesome. I hope you know her. I would like to meet her. Um, you know, I didn't work there a lot from the other booker, and I, we don't have to say his name, but for yes. some reason he would never book me. Because maybe he thought you were a woman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. I like it already. <laughs> but it's funny because, and I used to co-host Bill Ingvall's radio show, and uh, he used to listen, and uh, Gary, I guess Gary and Bill were going up, to, Gary was the other co-host, Gary Brightwell, were going up to the Throckmorton, and I said, oh, you know, uh... That guy, that guy hasn't returned my email in like forever. I've sent him like 15 emails and he never returns my email. And then he texted Gary and he's like, who's this guy that says I never return his emails? That's and he texts funny. back, oh, it's Murray Valeriano. You should return. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll return his email. So I got off the radio that day, instantly emailed him. Never Nothing. heard back from him. <laughs> never. <laughs> oh. Even to this day, even though he doesn't book it anymore. 
So that was the kickoff to a, a really fun week on the road for me. And then I, I also have to give a shout out. I went in, over to Ronart Park and did a show at a place called Sally Tomatoes. Anybody know where that name no. comes from? Mm-hmm. I learned it's from uh, Casablanca. No. What's the Audrey Hepburn movie? Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yes. Yes. I guess the, the mob guy, Breakfast at Tiffany's, is named Sally Tomatoes. Uh-huh. And so uh, Casey Williams. And... more like Sal Tomato. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Casey, William, Casey Williams, very funny guy, produced that show for me. And I want to say thank you to Casey. And check out Casey's podcast. It's called uh, Barrel Proof, where they discuss whiskey. Are you a whiskey drinker, Vicky? I love whiskey. Oh, really? I bet I can never afford anything but like Vaughn's whiskey. <laughs> so, but I've heard stories about how good good whiskey is. I would like to try some. Yeah, you know, can, from a barrel. Can you bring up your uh, mic just oh, a little closer sorry. to you? I'm there just you go. sitting back. No, I know it's a Sunday morning. We're all pretty. We're I'm all pretty the, mellow today. So I drove in from the trailer in Oceanside, <laughs> two and a half hour drive. I was at That's a gig in Oceanside the other night. Get out! What were you doing? Uh, a bar right up right north of, right at the pier there. Um, oh really? I'll give you the info for that too. I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's I great. never, I never heard of it. Some woman called me out of the blue, and it was they got a great audience. It was a, for a bar gig. It was great. That's great. Yeah, peer uh-huh. view probably. That's whatever. Tremont actually. Yeah. Okay. Is that right? Yes. Okay. That, oh, I know what it. It was. Yeah, it used to used to be uh, something else. Okay. Good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was surprised. I was like Oceanside. I don't know, two hours, but. I I like that working like right by my house. But on the other hand, everyone I know comes, and then I talk really bad about them, and they get offended. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like to work local, to be completely honest. Well, I've always said, and and um, Jerry Seinfeld said this recently in an article, uh, comedy needs. A little anonymity. That's you know true. what I mean? I remember yeah. uh, one of the first big gigs I did in town after I got married, and I was talking all about marriage. Everybody, my wife was in the audience, and everybody was like uncomfortable. Right. Always, like whenever I do a joke, they would look over at my wife. And it got to the point where I said, I ran these jokes by my wife, people. <laughs> She's yeah, okay. You guys right. can relax. And oh, yeah. so you need a little bit of anonymity, I think. Um, because, you know, people will you call get, you on your shit, too. Right. So when you get to that level where Seinfeld is, it must t- be a challenge because he's so known. I mean, it's hard for him even to, I guess, maybe You just change different. the gender or whatever yeah. of whoever you're talking about. Yeah. Or yeah. you talk about public figures and then somehow it's okay to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. But that what you were talking about happens a lot like, with racial stuff. That, you know, everybody look, there's only one or two black people in oh, the audience, yeah. everyone's like, got to check with them first to see. <laughs> exactly. Can I laugh at them? And my wife is black, so it was doubly, uh, it was doubly awkward for everybody. Yeah. Well, just so she's not fat. I think that is one thing you cannot do on stage <laughs> is look at your wife and call her fat. That is... That would be it. You really? would, I, I think you could walk. Anywhere. Just off, just on stage, little, you can do it off stage. I, I'm sure your wife is swell. <laughs> well, Trump should she that. ever pork up? Be very careful <laughs> of that joke. It will ruin everything. My wife is a slight woman. Is that right? Is that slight? Am I using that word? That's word nice. Right? Fa- fine boned. Yeah, she's felt. 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 Svelte. 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 It's the best. It's word. the braces. I'm having a hard time she's speaking felt. today. You can. She's felt. She's felt. She smelt. That is very rude. No, she's she not a little fish. I think she said she smelt. She's a smelt. Smelt is a little fish. No, I just got her really hot and banged her with an iron. <laughs> Smelting. Right? Oh, right? Is that right? Am I using, I'm just yanking these words out of my is, ass, Aaron. Am I using them correctly? Isn't melt it down? I don't know. You might be right. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a smelter, so. <laughs> it's one of the few jobs I have never done. Um, 
Where oh Sally Samayo, so thank you Casey Williams. I'm sorry I have to get through all this out. I apologize. I usually do this before you guys come on, so um, I apologize. Yeah, we wanted to be here for this part. Uh, this is the best part. Yeah. This is the best part. And then the third, uh, that last gig I went, I did in Oroville, uh, Cal- uh, California, at a casino. Place sat 150 people. Ten people <laughs> were there, but uh, I had a blast. Why weren't they at the machines? The 10 people? Yeah. I, nobody was in this casino. It was the deadest casino. Wow. I, it was like Trump ran it or something. I don't <laughs> know. And But the 10 people had a blast who were there, so so it was great. So thank you to those Good 10 to people. Yeah. And, and a thank you to Jill Marigolis, maybe is her last name, for opening that show. We had a blast. We drank after the show and just commiser- commiserated about the show, and uh, she turned out to be a very nice Good opening comic. Then the LA Podcast Festival happened this last week. And did you have a good time at the LA Podcast Festival? Yes, I did. What was your what were highlights? Uh, I mean, seeing you cry was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you buried the lead, buddy. You opened with the lead. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. What other were the highlights for you, Aaron? Uh, just seeing friends I haven't seen in a while. Okay. That haven't that weren't at last year's, so last year's podcast festival. You guys know about the Los Angeles Podcast Festival? I a little bit. It's great. It's just it was started by Graham Elwood. Oh Remember yeah, Graham. Okay, I've Graham. done his show. Oh, comedy film nerds. Yes, I I I wrote. Uh, I've been on their show, but I also wrote. Oh, you some, wrote a chapter. I wrote. Uh, or, I don't uh, think I'm in the book, but okay. I've written a number of reviews. Oh, on their, awesome! Well, then my listeners uh, yeah. know you and I love from them. being a great comedian and from uh, comedy film nerds. They're then. great guys. Yeah, Chris yeah. and uh, Graham and Dave Anthony started this. I've been in Festival. Chris's garage. <laughs> <laughs> and made it out alive. And then uh, Jackie Cation, I know. Has sure, it. yeah. The Dork Com- Forest. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite. I love Jackie. Me too. So funny. Uh, I got to do uh, Walking the Room, which was a highlight uh, for me. That was fun. It's always good to hang out with Greg and Dave. I had a blast. Um, I did my show. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the podcast festival. And we were standing room only. We had to turn people away. And I was really worried. <laughs> Poor Aaron has to deal with my stress every year. <laughs> Aaron, I don't think we're going to get people. Um, but we're up against Bill Hader. Wow. And um, the numbers came in, and Road Stories had more audience than Bill Hader. Whoa. Which Whoa. I would, thank you, guys. Did they spell his name H-A-T-E-R, maybe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for coming out to that show. It's it's great to see uh, listeners who I've met and known before, and it's great to see and meet new listeners who came out this year, and it's great to have uh, new listeners come on the show. So I want to thank everybody who came out. Thank you for saying hi. Thank you for the hugs. And i got to thank... Paul Gilmartin, I did his uh, mental illness happy hour show, and um, I was supposed to talk about growing up being the son of a preacher, and it took a huge left turn, and um, I spent, I don't know, 35 minutes of that hour crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the mental illness happy yes, hour. Yes, yes, and it's, it's funny, because he opened up the show with, you know, Murray, when I asked Murray to do this, Murray said, you know, I have no history of mental illness. I've never been in therapy. I'm afraid it's going to be a boring show. And according to Paul, it turned out to be one of his top three favorite shows he's ever done. Wow. And uh, I am uh, now looking into therapists. <laughs> so <laughs> That's we, right. You know how, you know, it's a, you know, it's a rough show when you get off stage and four people handed me their cards, cards? and their therapist. That's, right. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I have a lot of shit I have to deal with, which I didn't quite realize. And so uh, I want to thank Paul for helping me find that and help him now I have to deal with that. But uh, I also want to thank all the listeners of Paul Gilmartin's podcast. Uh, 
uh, ha- uh, mental illness happy hour. Um, you guys are. I was very insecure about it dropping. I was, you know, when you, I don't, I don't cry a lot in public, and I've I've crammed my emotions down for close to twenty five years. So I was a little, uh, I was a little. I was a little nervous about it going, but I just got, I literally just got an email while I was in the bathroom from a, a Timmy Sims, uh, incredibly brave on mental illness happy hour. I'm a new fan wishing you well. I'm adding road stories to my podcast lineup. Thank you for sharing your story. Well, thank you, Timmy. I appreciate that. And everybody who reached out from the mental illness happy hour. And I know, I'm sorry, this is about Murray. I'll get to you guys in a few I minutes. Go, I, I gotta apologize. go listen, listen to that. this. Yeah, right? <laughs> listen to it tonight. Yeah. Um, so, we're uh, having a slumber party. Oh, yeah. sweet. Seriously, we're going to listen oh, to really? it. Oh, really? Okay. Um, just a quick shout out to a couple guy, a uh, couple people. Anne, mm, is your Twitter handle? Thank you so much for sharing. I'm sending you big hugs. Um, uh, that's an NSYNC joke. Uh, from Battle Duality, uh, wishful thinking blends well with things I wish I hadn't wished for. Listen today to this episode. Um, all right, that's it. I'm not going to read all these. I just, But I just wanted to thank you guys because it made me feel so much better. Uh, it was amazing to hear you sitting so close to the beautiful fire of the human heart. Oh, my God. Are you guys writers? That is beautiful. Poetry. That is better than anything I could write. I watched the live stream. It was like a high wire act seeing Murray V and Paul navigate a walk through difficult emotions. That's from David C. Finn. And uh, I just wanted to read one more here, which um, really touched me. Um, and I'm sorry, guys. This will be funny in a few minutes, I promise. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, here it is. This is what I wanted to read. It's from Fright Pod. Um, Murray V, amazing episode. Thank you, Murray, for having the courage to be so vulnerable. That's the real mark of a man. And uh, that just made me, that just guys, guys really touched me, and I appreciate that, all the feedback. As a matter of fact, I went surfing this morning, and I stopped by the uh, place where my friends give surf lessons, and this dude, girl was renting a board, Aaron, and, and I was half asleep, and I couldn't hear her, and she's like, you're, you're at happy hour. I was like, what? I was in that happy hour. She's like, no, you're, you're Paul's friend. And I'm like, and I have a friend I surf with at Paul. I'm like, I haven't, I didn't go to a happy hour with Paul. She's like, no, Paul Gilmartin, you were at the, you were on the mental illness happy hour. It was I'm like, oh my God. Yes. So uh, that was cool to see. That's really All right. Cool. So thank yous for all those. That was a long road to hoe. I apologize. We're 18 minutes in about Murray talking about himself. I apologize. Uh-huh. Um, ladies, thank you for Hello. coming on the show, man. Betsy thank Salkind, you. Vicky Barbalock. Thank you so much. I watching you guys at the comedy store when I first started out was just an inspiration, and you guys are hilarious. Thank you. I want to say, since this is radio, it would be a great opportunity for you to tell us how beautiful we look today. <laughs> well, you both <laughs> no are gorgeous. No one would know, man. <laughs> no one would know. Uh, Laid on thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just grabbed her boobies. I'm uncomfortable now. Uh, you did for a Sunday I, radio show, you guys do look fabulous. Don't start whining all over again, buddy. <laughs> Not know. on this show. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, I don't... I I, I want to talk to you because I haven't really talked. This is the first time we've sat down and talked to each other. I'm so happy. Uh, yeah? You should call sometimes. I'll say it. in the trailer. If you weren't so damn clingy. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I hear a lot. Now you're a San Diego lady, yeah. is that for sure? Is that right? Definitely. And I live in Oceanside. I love Oceanside. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love to You surf. were there the other night at a club that I'm not invited to. Well, it's you fine. will be. The only okay. because they don't know you, and it's a no. bar. Let's not, I gotcha. let's not over-glorify it's not really it. a club. But it's good to... You know what? I A long time ago... 
I, I think it's when I became extremely unpopular and lost my talent. <laughs> I realized that I should start doing everything around me all the time and not mm-hmm. be like some prima donna who's only going to do blah, blah, blah. Right, of Go course. and do the worst things possible again because that's how you start and you sure. pray to God you'll never do those all the time again. <laughs> but then I do fundraising. That's what I mostly do. Okay. Shows to make money. And they're generally disasters. So <laughs> I thought, why not just keep up the fun part of stand-up? Because if you just do fundraisers, you you you, don't, you can't do a lot of edgy stuff. And sure. I, I work out in La Jolla Comedy Store on, like, Thursdays just, just to, so for fun. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to make money, you have to be appropriate, and it's not nearly as fun. And right. Although I usually fail. <laughs> what kind, what, what, what um, uh, charity? That was well, one tapping. of the worst things I did. Uh-huh. And we're, it's like road story. I'll just tell this and... I want Betsy, but no, I no, did a, you both a on here. charity gig in St. Louis. They flew me to St. Louis, a documentary filmmaker from Irvine, mm-hmm. put together a few women comics to go there and 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 do a, like a four city tour, starting in in uh, St. Louis. And it was to, for trafficking. She was doing a documentary mm. on human, and this is to raise money for mm. the for the, her film. And I was drinking before the show mm. at the bar at the Improv, not paying any attention to these women pre-show talking about being trafficked and you know all this. So I'm just having a glass of wine, watching something else. And then I get on stage, and for some reason, I constantly used to use the word whore in my jokes. Like, <laughs> oh, ahead. you whore. You know, She's talking about her daughters. So, <laughs> mostly my daughters. You dress like a whore at St. Anne's or this or that. And so I picked this one particular woman to sort of be my whore of the night. And I, oh I, I, did, I, I thought something was a little off, but I wasn't, like, quite sure. sure. You know, I, wasn't <laughs> going, I wasn't killing like I like. And uh, anyway, the... the FBI agent who I'd met before the show was very happy to see me and very pleasant. After the show, did gave me this really nasty look. And honestly, uh, the woman I picked, of course, was the woman who had, had spoken. Mm-hmm. And the, I didn't know anything was amiss. That's how dumb right, I am. Right. Until the next day, we're having lunch and at the woman's who's hosting us there. And she got starts getting phone calls right during lunch. And somebody at the table said, maybe you shouldn't have called that woman a whore. <laughs> Being that she was, you know, right. trafficked. Right, right. I, I never put it together. But you know what? The <laughs> phone is off the hook. They want to cancel the tour. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was over. Oh, my God. And so I just begged, let, let me stay off the tour, please. Sure. I'll fly home, and I'm so sorry. Please continue. And then they, they had another meeting, and then the board voted to continue. And as long as I would never say the word whore. But you could, just said it. Yeah. Oh, anyway, great. it was so hard not to say whore the next day, even knew, knowing what I, that's so, sure, yeah. I was so tr- probably especially. I understand the Trump feeling of saying, but anyway, that was a, that's, you know. Do you feel like, because whenever, because I just did that stupid casino gig and they told, they told me I couldn't say the word fuck. Right. Which is all cas- you wanted to say. In a right. casino, by the way, like yes, you're exactly. going to be losing your kid's college fund and you're like, oh, poops. You know, it, yeah. yeah, and then it gets in my head, and then that's like, don't say fuck, don't and say then, fuck, don't say fuck, and then know, that's all I want to say. And then you don't know if they, if you really are allowed to or not, because I did a show at a military base, Ridgecrest, mm-hmm. up in the mountains with military, and they told me, don't say uh, fuck, mm-hmm. and don't swear too much, and don't be dirty. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, and it's military, but I'm like, what? Maybe right. up here it's like they got special clearances, they can't hear some of the girls say something bad. Yeah. So I'm like so trying to be appropriate, and the room is just going like this, man. They're just, of course, dying. Sure. And so I just said, um, very, I bombed like my ass off. Oh, really? Oh, huge. <laughs> I mean, it was awful, because it's not me to be, and I was just, I they had weapons. Yeah. And. <laughs> then after I got off stage, the guy after me, he's just fuck this cunt, fuck at my, you know, right. and 
they told me, of course, Vicky. They just have to tell you that it's their job to tell you. They don't mean that. Sure. You're so dumb. Although ah. they they do sometimes mean it well, they, to women. So that's what you don't. But yet, but you don't know if they mean it or not. I mean, right. that guy might have just had to tell you at the casino. In fact, whenever I hear that at a casino, I pay no attention. Yeah. Because I assume they just have to tell me that. Sure. Well, what I do now is, and because I, you know, the same thing happened on my last military gig. One of the places was like, you know, the CEO. Well, the CEO was a big Christian, so he didn't want any of that. But these guys, I mean, I went to active duty military. These yeah. guys are s- literally seeing friends being blown to right. pieces. And they're, they, it's they a don't, poverty they don't draft. Mind. They're yeah. there because they didn't have a lot of better exactly. choices. Exactly. Um, so now I just, when the booker tells me that, I ask the I ask the person in charge at the gig. I'm like, hey, man, I, like at this, hey, man, I got a note saying don't say fuck. I mean, how are you with that? Oh, that's cool. It's usually, oh, that's cool. It's just we had one guy in here who was saying, I was fucking this girl in the ass. You know, when it gets like that. And the, yeah. so that's, I always check when I get there. But Vicky brings up an interesting point about the. The, the trafficking situation. Oh my God, I am so sorry to tell no. you that how horrible I feel to this day. But here's where you went so wrong, though. It's not that stupid. you said that. Oh, it was. It was that you didn't watch the show before you went on, and if you had known yeah. what the audience had seen right. before and what was going on, oh, it made, you would never have done that. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. It would make comics, it so tremendously. You're right. Comics you should, make that mistake a lot, where yeah. they just hang out backstage or at the bar or whatever, and they pay no attention to, to the who's room. on before them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they don't know what the audience has seen, and a lot of times, you know. It's like, it's it is it's it is hard. I did a benefit for a dead kid and on the main stage at the comedy store, baby, Ooh. dead baby, raise oh. money for the trees in Israel. Uh, you're in the middle on the stage, on the, to your right, huge, gigantic blow up, four by eight of the dead darling toddler. Oh my and God. The next side is the mother and dad holding toddler. And then you're like, hello, yucky yuck. <laughs> oh, oh it was the worst. Oh man. So in a way, you kind of don't want to know too much beforehand, but you know, you should know, you should know, first of all, the trafficking it's so horrible. You should pick up yours and remember the word whore is a something you should never. Who would be that dumb? <laughs> I feel awful about it to this day. And I just saw her the other night at a funeral, the documentary filmmaker, uh, and she was very lovely to me. She oh, goes, yeah. I hope you're doing that bit now. I go, it hasn't been enough time. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you stay on that tour or did you? Yeah, they kept me on the oh, tour. Oh, good. See, oh. yeah. I, you know what? I think comics really, it's always worse in our head. No, not that is one. To... Not always. Not oh, you always. don't think so? No, well, I I was uh, I'm not saying I mean, it could be pretty, pretty You're bad. Right, I was something. supposed to do a, a fundraiser for a cancer benefit of mm-hmm. someone. And someone on the board of the organization saw this video of me online, which I didn't even know was online. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cancer joke. The well, makeup. no, it wasn't that one. Oh. It was it was my Andrea Yates impression, mm-hmm. uh, which is very, very funny. And mm-hmm. it's not for every audience. Yes. And I was never going to do that. Mm-hmm for the cancer benefit okay, not in a million for, years for our listeners and me who's, who's Andrea Andrea Yates? Yates? she's the one who drowned her four children five, in a, five, five, five children, children in a bathtub Betsy acts out the whole murder it is the most amazing bit I've one of my top five bits anyone who's seen it is oh changed oh my god really it's so brilliant but and I had so, to take it offline yeah because I was losing work you yes. know, because people thought I was a bad person. Sure. They didn't really? understand the context. Of right. Her. Sure. Oh my god. Because really, what I was addressing was the fact that after she, uh, it, she, it was in Texas, and of uh-huh. course, Texas wanted to execute her because right. that's what they do. And so, the question of whether she was insane or not, they wanted to find her sane so they could execute yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. And I was showing. That basically how insane she was. Sure. That, that act was such an insane act, and that Betsy acted it out 
showing complete insanity. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. But, oh, oh my God, so you lost that gig. I lost that gig, oh. yeah. Oh, real because of that bit? Yes. Oh. And I, yeah. Have you ever seen her uh, do uh, her impression of a squirrel drowning its babies? Uh, that hilarious. happened once. Wait, what? What? Oh, my God, yes, because I was doing a show, and I had, like, five minutes left at the end of my uh -huh. set. And I asked the audience, I said, I only have time for one more bit. Do you want Andrea Yates or the squirrel? Because uh -huh. sometimes with those pieces, people like to see them more than once. Sure, it's yeah. Because like it's, oh, it's not like a punchline thing. Yeah, it's great. I've seen it a hundred times and I love it every time. So half of them wanted the squirrel and half wanted Andrea Yates. So I combined them. Ah, that's hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> and then the, the difference was that, that. that when the squirrel drowned the babies afterwards, I buried them. Oh. You know, like for re later retrieval. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's sad. You know that uh, <laughs> squirrels only tend to find 20% of the babies they bury? I hear. That's, yeah. that's a really obscure Man. squirrel nut. But it does, <laughs> it does help with the trees. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Well, good th good for you. Good thinking on you, man. Now, can we get those two? Uh, we can probably get the squirrel. You can get bit, the squirrel. Because I want to post it on the site. Uh, oh, yeah, on YouTube. Can the you other get the one, Andrea Yates? Or I is that... can get it to you. It's, uh, basically, I have a... You can ask me for it, and I can send you the okay. password for it. It's oh. not open to the public okay. because, you know. I, I would like to see it but myself. But I will give it to you. But and I'll definitely post the squirrel bit yeah. on the I site. Mean, if, I mean, at this point, you know, I'm not getting hired for a lot of those benefits. So <laughs> All right. Um, whatever. Well, then send me. Put it out there. Yeah. Send me an email, and okay. uh, I'll, I'll afford it. How's that? If anybody wants to see Betsy Salkine's impression of Andrew Yates drowning yep, your kids. that's fine. I did. Me and Mike Siegel got in trouble with a very good friend of ours, Karen Rontowski. I'm oh, sure yeah, you no, all Karen. know Karen. Oh, that was great. Uh, you know, she does. She did. She has that great Oasis yes. uh, house uh, for battered women. Um, well, and, I, I isn't think it for it's alcoholics. Women? I think it's a recovery. Oh, I thought like it was for sober. It's sober living. It's for Alcoholic battered women. I think Very you're specific. right, right? Yes. Yeah. You have to be an alcoholic and battered. Right. Is just battered? No. 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 Just alcoholic, <laughs> I think. Just. Oh, that it's... explains it because she did one in Hollywood here at a theater, and Siegel and I uh, were like, oh, there's no beer here. So we, <laughs> went... <laughs> so we yeah. went down the street to the liquor store <laughs> and we bought a bottle of wine and a couple airplane bottles of vodka and stuff. <laughs> we're like, just drinking, and Karen lost her shit. As. Oh, because you did it up. on stage? Oh, no, we're backstage, <laughs> but we're just walking, you know, we're oh, walking around so drinking. No, those are like sober houses. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I knew the other one. I didn't know this one was, See, uh... Again. Whoops. Oops. Yeah, oops. Darn. <laughs> but I, At least I you didn't call hey, There's plenty of other yeah. sobriety centers you can work. I got a list. <laughs> I did one in Orange County a lot, and the literally one night, I drove my dad up, because right after my mom died, and I took him everywhere, and he was... I pick him up and he's drunk when I pick him up and he goes, hey, is there going to be a lot of drinks there tonight? I go, sure, Dad. It's going to be great. And I knew we were going to Allen. Right. And so we get there. He's By the time we got there, he's completely passed out. Door to his huge Lincoln Continental is open. His legs are outstretched. He's snoring drunk. And I made everybody get up out of the room to see my drunk dad in the car because <laughs> no one believed it. So they all got up and paraded outside. <laughs> That'll keep your memory green, yeah, right? Great. That's yeah. a alcoholics thing. Yeah. I've done a lot of those rooms, so I know uh, I know all the lingo and stuff, so I like to drop it on my That's AA neat. friends, and yeah. they, they think it's hilarious. Rich Scheidner. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just talked to him yesterday. Again, I was surfing yesterday, and a, a guy, a buddy came up to me. He's like, hey, you doing that sober show tonight? And I'm like, no, I'm not sober, and uh, I bet my buddy Rich Scheidner is. And apparently Rich Scheidner started this huge, huge tour of, it's like him and four other sober comics, and it's it's like all over the 
It's like one of the biggest in the alcohol in the anonymous AA yeah. world. Oh, that's great. I think, and he's a great guy. He's hilarious. Do you have to yeah. get more than like twenty-one days to get on? <laughs> I don't is know. There a limit? I don't know. Opening I don't know. number. We'll get you his. Uh, we'll I'd get you like his info know. also, and uh, also the twelve steps. Apparently, Thank you. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a lot of people to come atone to me. Oh, you for know. your men's the men's for people. No, that's the funny thing is like. <laughs> Like I, there are people who have gone through the program from like seriously. Like, doing why haven't they come step. to make amends to me? <laughs> but then there's other people who have made amends to me, and I'm like, do I know you? And right, so they've been like stewing about something. Sure. For, so it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I got AA's done a lot of good for a lot of my friends, but I got in trouble. Although Paul Gilmartin, who uh, is familiar with the recovery. Uh, circuit and system uh like this joke i got in trouble because i tweeted uh and not in trouble i got yelled at i tweeted remember when the second letter in aa stood for anonymous oh yeah because everybody is 21 years today four days today You're and, right so why'd and, you get yelled at for that because because they're, they're people are very sensitive about their sobriety i guess and I guess and, so. and i'm like well my theory is if it's worked for 100 years why do you think your why do you think you, but, you you know what I mean? Why yeah. do you think you can change it but, and it still be successful? I think it's also, and I'm not saying you're not right, but the other This way, is my show. You're on my side, right. Vicky. This is I'm my show. Side, but maybe like the world of Twitter and the way social media is, mm -hmm. we're different the way we live our lives. In, we live a more exposed life mm -hmm. because of that. So mm -hmm. I think that that alone would make the whole thing change. Uh, in our business, I always notice people like, you also, know, network a lot through mm -hmm. it, which is cool. It's but not a shameful thing anymore it's, to it's, be an addict. That's it, that's another thing. That's that's another thing. So I think it's that and that. And Well, I don't think the anonymous from my research is not does not have to do with shame. It has to do and Paul Gilmartin explained it to me. It has to do with uh, people being that's to do with being a, something to do with the media. I can't explain it, and, right. I, and obviously it's not my yeah. life and my school, right. so I, I, I obviously I can't explain it as well as somebody else could. But I do love performing for, I told Rich last night, I'm like, the, I, sober audiences, believe I like it or the not, sober audiences are awesome. My, they're my just stuff like, is they're, yeah, smart, yeah. and if they're too drunk, they just right. don't get my jokes. <laughs> they're so happy to be there and be alive, and I love the joy in those rooms. It's sure. so much fun. And they enjoy material about drugs. Yes, but you don't have to do it about no, drugs. You, don't. you know what I you mean? Don't. You can do that. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah, and it's so funny because it's funny you say that because I did a gig last night, and uh, I just and I was up, I don't know, I was up fifth or whatever, and uh, and I was watching the room, and I could just I could just see and I could just go in my head and just go, all right, that joke's not going to work. That joke's not going to work, and that joke's not going to work, and it was true. I mean, it, it worked, but it didn't get as big a laugh yeah. as everyone because you can just you can read the audience and you can see their not not so much their intelligence level, but what they find humorous, which has to do with their intelligence, I guess. I'm trying not to be uh, a jerk to the audiences. <laughs> yeah, and there's and there's like a lot of like I go work up there. There used to be a club. I don't know if it's still there, Roosters or something. Rooster Tea Feathers. Yeah, and I worked there a couple Bell. times, and I, it was just like I would, be, you guys look like a big old pile of Aspergers, and they would <laughs> laugh hysterically because they knew they were a big right. old pile of Aspergers. But I always had troubles up there, and I, I never had fun up there, in that, in that club. It's really? Why is that? Like, I just honestly the, and I was gonna say to you, I always feel like, oh that was it. The point of it is, I think I don't. They're obviously brilliant, those audiences are. Mm -hmm. But the two or three times I was there, they didn't get 
my what I do. Right. And and so they didn't I, get your references. They didn't get any. So it's okay, but you know, I guess I could have kept going back and figured it out, but I didn't. You know, I was too lazy. But um, <laughs> but I'm just saying they were brilliant people. Mm-hmm. But they didn't find me funny. And and well, they couldn't have been that smart. Yeah, but, really. But I'm just saying you might be using brilliant a little I, loosely. I think, I think that there's. Asperger's or asshole? (laughs) Yeah. It's a great game show. I play all the time. Oh, really? Asshole or Asperger? But the gay rooms around that area cannot be beat, though. What, in Northern California there? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's always where I I would be doing gay rooms up there for no money, get a couple hundred dollars on a couple of regular places, and yeah. And I've done some fundraising for uh, different people up there. Always nice. Love. Yeah. They're very different, though. You know, like Namaste. Nor- you know? Oh, Northern California. Yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. Namaste, and they. If you, it, it really means fuck you yes. to a lot of those people. <laughs> and and then lot, the way they, if you drive up there, and like here in Southern California, you know, you run a light, people are like fuck you, you know, horn. Right. There, they're like, hold on, hold on. You know, they stop your car. Can we talk? You know, this is this stop sign is for everyone. You know, and we need to be a little more considerate. Uh-huh. Can you can you do that? Can you do that? Is your name Vicky? Okay, and. That's when I just love going up north, but it is a different, a different world. It's you know you know because I was just up doing that tour up north. It's there's such a every it's almost every group in America is represented in Northern California because yeah. I went from the rich Mill Valley, you know, then I went to hippies. And then I went to where Orville. Duck Dynasty meets Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah, you know, and it's all within an hour and a half range. All within an hour and a yeah. half, and they were not. I actually like but to make fun. That's of the... true everywhere. It's like you know, even here, like you just My go inland a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's the same. Everywhere. I, I must have allergies. I apologize. I'm rubbing my nose right now. Sure, it's I like to. <laughs> I like to. Uh, I like to. Not so much. Ma- yeah, I guess make fun of the audience. You know, and most people tend to like that. Yeah. You know, but Oroville did not like it because <laughs> they knew it was all too yeah, true. Yeah, they knew it was true because it was in a you know a big. It was a venue where they have concerts and and stuff, and there was a sign that said. Uh, shoes must be worn at all times. And I'm like, oh, you know you're in a white trash <laughs> place right. when you have to, and it was like, boo. That's for the ringworm, right? <laughs> you know, I, 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 of course, love the white trash venues. All oh, the, yeah. uh, anywhere Entertainment Max will send you, I always... That's uh, what this gig are, was. Yeah, they, they are my people. Because <laughs> well, I live in a trailer. I have authenticity. Sure. I can... There, I love. I'm I, from, I love it. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. We lived in a trailer. Right. I so can relate. You just have to channel that, and and mm-hmm. you'll be great. I I do enjoy those horrible, terrible places like that. I, I always have a ball. Hey, sadistic. Vicky, I love me. You're yeah. sadistic. Well, it is. It's like there's no. <laughs> Listen, one... it wasn't for those horrible places, I wouldn't have a show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you, Miss Elkin. It's Alcon. just that there's no. I don't think there's any universal comedy. I mean, I, you know, because it really depends. Like, I teach oh, teenagers, these teenage girls, and teach them comedy. Oh, or I, I like to think sweet. I teach them comedy. Yeah. But really, I just play with them for an hour. And but um, and they enjoy my squirrel, but they do not like any of my jokes. <laughs> they just look at me like, people laugh at that? <laughs> and I realize, oh, my God, I'm like an elite comic. I, I definitely... Because <laughs> you got to know stuff. Right. Think, you know, and it's not for everyone. It really isn't. Well, two things I have to say to that is my uh, friend's uh, husband and wife, they refer to the woman's private parts as the squirrel. Oh, cute. And so when you said they enjoy my squirrel, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not appropriate. That's inappropriate. But I really enjoyed your, your, your Hillary Clinton stuff. 
at, at the Throckmorton. I mean, you're definitely got an definitely uh, uh, there's an intelligence behind your comedy. Like like when I said that Trump makes Ben Carson seem like a brain surgeon. Yes, <laughs> yes, stuff like That's that. That's like the best one line about the election that I've heard. Oh, it's awesome. Um, I you know what I love? I love when people bring notes to my show. Oh, yes. And we these did. ladies brought notes. And I like how they did it on one piece of paper, but they folded it in half. And so you get this side, Vicky, and Betsy, you take that side. Yes. Well, we had some stories together. Oh, awesome. Those are my favorites. Yes. Um, one of our, Marilyn. Yeah. Did, Marilyn Martinez. You, you, she was Do you great, remember her? She passed away, right? Yeah, she, she, passed away. she passed I away. I remember her from the store early nine, on, yes. Nine years ago. Has it been that eight, long? Eight, maybe eight. And eight or nine. When she was dying and she was she was at Kaiser, I guess. Yes, mm-hmm. a long time. And she, one of her, she was a, such a funny comic. Mm-hmm. She started every set with, fuck Jenny Craig. And she looked just like a 300-pound Inca doll. It was just <laughs> the funniest, darlingest person. And a very filthy act. The, and, yeah. and she could not be tamed and would not be tamed. And she threw away many opportunities because she was so true. And sure. She was so true. Anyway, so, but one of her bits was, I like to go to Home Depot. I get a guy, a couple, two or three guys. You know, they're going to they're gonna lift me up in the bathroom and go at me. Because she would talk about how, like, the skinny girls would have, you know, a guy would throw them up against the wall. Yeah. And, <laughs> she and never gets She doesn't have that. She has to go so get two guys two from three, Home Depot. Maybe three. <laughs> so when, instead of flowers for her to visit her, I said, Betsy, let's get her a day worker. So we went to Home Depot and we, and yes. we picked up a guy. Oh, yeah. my God. We, we, awesome. there, yeah. we kind of bought a guy. Um, yeah. And he we was explained. this, his name was Honorio. Mm-hmm. And he Lovely was this man. tiny. So um, Central American Smaller type. than Betsy. And didn't speak a lot of English, and it was really hard for us to explain to him what the job was. <laughs> I remember taking him to a hospital, and recently there was all these articles about people being killed for their body parts. So Harvested. we thought that he probably we, thought we were, we were taking him take there for him a for kidney. Some, some body parts. And we're trying to explain to him, no body parts. <laughs> yeah. Our friend, ha-ha, funny, ha-ha, comedian, Lift her up. He's like, okay. He never was concerned. No, he, didn't, he didn't think he was going to be body parts. He was very sweet. He's so sweet. Oh and my Marilyn God. loved it. He was beautiful. That is hilarious. That's one of my favorite stories. I love beautiful. that so much. <laughs> so beautiful. I can't believe it's nine years. I can't believe it's yeah, been nine yeah. years. I was not close to her. I did not know her that well. But I've said this a thousand times on this show. If you're going to go to a funeral or a memorial, go to a comedian's. Yes. Because they are... Peter, did you go to S- Suzanne... Oh my God. Cynthia... S- Suzanne Krull's funeral? No, I was out of town. I was stuck up in uh, in Canada when she passed away. It, w- it was such an incredible... I mean, it was really moving, but also Peter was so funny. I heard. It, it was, I heard. And actually, and then Brian Holtzman at Freddie Soto's. Oh, my memorial. God. that was That's what I was thinking of yeah. whenever I think of it. Brian yeah. Holtzman is, and if you ever get a chance to see Ugh, Brian Holtzman so live, it the is amazing. Yeah. Literally amazing. Yeah, it is. And yeah. he, Freddie Soto, who we've talked about several times on this show, passed away. Well, that must have been, that's way more than nine years. That's mm. got to be coming up on 15. close to 15 years yeah. now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I always hold Freddie close to my heart because Freddie was the first... Uh, comic to bring me up on stage. Oh, that's awesome. Me too. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's so sweet. Uh, and then Brian Holtzman went up at the end of the memorial and just destroyed yes. for 30 minutes. And no no comic is going up there to be like, all right, this is a set. All right, I'm going right. to open with this. I'm going to close. You know, I'm sure that, you know, we obviously put thought into it. But, um, yeah, he just went up there and destroyed. I went to, there was a lovely manager of the Ice House named uh, Amy. 
Amy Bernard Herman, who passed away a few years ago, and she was very instrumental in me becoming a professional. She really took me under, we got me in with Elaine at the Ice House and stuff like that. And uh, they had a memorial for her and at the Ice House, and the MC, it started out like, okay, our next speaker is uh, Bob Fisher, the manager of the Ice House. Bob Fisher comes up, okay, our next speaker is blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the night, it was the MC was like, uh, you've seen him on Conan O'Brien. He's a writer for The Tonight Show. Put your hands together <laughs> and turn into this internet. It was hilarious. <laughs> Alonzo Bowden, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what else we got on the paper? Well, my first road story is actually about not going on the road. Our first road story at 44 minutes in. I mean, well, right on. That's how the show rolls. Yeah, I, I was, I started out in Boston as a comic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, what and, era? Um, well, uh, late '80s. Okay, so yeah. who so, was? You? Well, Dave Cross was still around okay. there, and um, Louis C.K. Sure. Kylie um, was Kylie. Yep, Brian Kylie? Kylie. I knew from there okay, too. Okay, great. Um, you know, they were all a little bit uh, ahead of me. Mm -hmm. in that. But um, I remember my first paid offer of a gig it was fifty dollars mm. and it was like in worcester or something and i didn't have a car at the time and so i would have had to go with the other comic mm -hmm. and i was pretty new at that point but that other comic had a lot of material about like killing women and serial killers and stuff mm -hmm. and i was afraid to go in the car with him because i thought well he could kill me leaving by the side of the road and no one would know right so i turned the gig down <laughs> <laughs> You know, and now he and I are friends. Sure, you know, sure. But and that was Brian Kiley. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> the nicest guy um, on the face of the planet. So really, you turned it down because his material was, scared you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I say it all the time, man. It's it's got it's so much. I never more... let you babysit. I'll tell you that bitch. <laughs> it's so much more difficult for a woman, man, uh, on the road. Oh, it's so much more like. I, 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 I emailed the opener who I just met. She opened for me in Oroville, and she wanted to get a drink. Like we ran into it always. Like let's get a drink before the show, and the bar was really sketchy, and you had to sit in the same bar as the show. So, I Facebooked her. I'm like, hey, I, you know, I have some beer in my room. Why don't you? Why don't we just have a drink here? And then I sent it, and then I sent the follow up. Oh, by the way, I'm happily married. <laughs> I am not hitting on you. Yeah, I have a great yeah. reputation. Call Jackie Cation. Right. Call Carousel Tonovic. You know, like it's so much more. I, you know, well, I did a tour of Korea with, mm -hmm. uh, and the headliner was hired by the army to do it, and then he got to pick his own opener, mm -hmm. and apparently always picked a woman. Oh, interesting. Um, a youngish woman, or you know, somebody he found attractive, mm -hmm. and and so, uh, you know, I took the gig. Mm -hmm. um, sure. <laughs> I'd been warned by all the com the women who'd gone before, and it was hilarious. And you know, he had like a super comb over and everything. It was, a, uh, and you know, I had to really fight him off. Oh, really? The time. Yeah, Still? Bit, yeah. Wow. There have been men. What's his name? That, yeah. I'm not gonna say. You tell me off mic. Yeah. I'll okay. By the way, like, I never remember to follow up I, and ask. But the cool <laughs> thing on that tour was that Vicky made, made me a dress. dress. She made me oh, really? a camouflage dress. Oh my god! Oh, it's very attractive. It, backstage at the comedy the store. Oh, you made it yeah, backstage. So it, <laughs> yep, she did with the sewing machine the back room. there. Uh -huh. tried, fitted me and yeah. and I went out and uh, and the tour was really kind of interesting because it was fourteen bases. And, Where was Japan? You said no, it was Korea. Oh, Korea. Okay. And and I didn't know until I got there that the Korean War never ended. Which it still hasn't, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, there were thirty-five thousand U.S. troops still there. Jeez. I don't know how many there are now. I think there's, you know, they had to spread them out a little bit. But, right. But everyone said, oh, well, when you go to the the bases that are like 
in the combat areas, mm-hmm. that's like all, the all men. Those are going to be rough. But when you go to you know the major bases where the families are, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. And it was the dead opposite. Oh, you really interesting. Dead opposite because the guys who were you know out and the on the front lines, they were they were. I mean, at that time, uh, Bush was commander in chief, uh-huh. and of course, I wasn't supposed to make fun of him, but oh, I yeah. did. Oh, you And they did? totally appreciated oh, it because okay. you know nice. their lives were on the line for no good reason. And, sure. Um, but they, you know, they were great. And then, but it turned out the ones who were in the bases, like the families, the the careerists, mm-hmm. were kind of end times um, fundamentalist okay, Christians, yeah, yeah. and they did not appreciate my feminist comedy. <laughs> they were not. No. I did a show for the naval officers with the with a guy from the comedy store, Matt Bragg. We call him Matt Bragg, my favorite fag. He's such a so oh, queenie. Yeah. And so he, he books this. He gets the phone call and he calls me. I got us a job. Awesome money. And and because he's like the door guy uh-huh. answering the phone, stealing the job. Sure, of course. Good. And Hilarious. so, <laughs> so it's, it's officers. I'm like, really, Matt, you and me, a drag queen and you and <laughs> officers. Oh, come on. Look at let's do it. So we, we, it's at Balboa Park in this grand place. And as soon as they see him, they turn their backs. They just completely look the other way. Wow. And then then, you know, and then I come on and they just took a glance up at this the, the what this mess <laughs> and they continue eating. And but I had noticed when I was waiting there, there was a guy named Andy Wackasser in the crowd, W-A-C-K-A-S-S-E-R. Yeah. And I, I finally, I'm like, okay, who's Andy Wackasser? And, and this fat little Navy guy, because you could be fat in the Navy, goes, I am, and he said, Wackasser. And I'm, and I'm like, you are such an asshole. But I enjoy my Andy Wackasser story. Oh, I'm glad you enough. say that, because guess who's here? Andy, Andy Wackasser! Come out there. I just it's, totally ripped you know, off from Crab Feast. <laughs> but yeah, those, those, those shows where you know you shouldn't take the job, and you uh-huh. do it for the money. Is you know it's it's on it's so what right it, you have to know you're gonna burn yeah who I mean somebody brought it up the other day I, I was and it was Paul Provenza or somebody who was like never once do we ever just say hmm, no that's probably not a good idea we just uh, go ahead actually, and do it. I, actually I unless you're gonna get I raped have. and beaten I've then, never uh, been able to afford that to say no pretty much I mean I'm, well most of the ones I say no to are like. Part of the no is wait. It's going to actually cost me money to do. Oh well, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. That's just. But I there, got... there have been actually. No, here's the thing: is I did turn down a television gig. Oh really? Yes, because um, I, well, I was an out lesbian comedian mm-hmm. in the early days of my career, even though I wasn't a lesbian. Right. But that you know, I couldn't come out of the closet as straight. You know, I had a career and all, and. <laughs> You know, to detail. And it, it got to the point where I was offered one of those, um, you know, out there whatever's on Comedy Central. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, this is going too far. Right, right. Because, you know, the other comics knew. I mean, they were like, you know, one of them would accuse me of taking jobs from real gay people. And uh, and I just, I, I had to turn that down. All right. Well, let's just, um, since I'm bare. And I'm out I, of the closet now. Are you out of the closet straight? Yeah. All right. What David Bowie always said, he was a straight man trapped in a gay guy's body or something. I forget how he said yeah. it. it. was very I cuz I have to say and I I will be honest with you and I hope I don't make you feel uncomfortable, but I had a huge crush on you uh in the when I first started out at the comedy store and everybody was like, "Dude, don't she's she's a lesbian. She's a lesbian." So I never knew. I'm like, "Really? But I thought she was." So I never really knew. I had secret boyfriends. Okay. Yeah. Now were you But I wouldn't let them hold my hand in public or anything. Really? Yeah. Now all right, so what did, I don't understand. So were you you were just gay for pay, <laughs> for lack of better no, words. No, now I'm gay for pay, but um, no, it wasn't that simple. I really wanted to be a lesbian. Okay. 
it just turned out that I, I'm just not wired that way. And Really? She gave it all she had. I did. I tried really hard. Really? Women. Really? Yeah. Indigo Girls CDs, the whole yeah. nine yards. Oh, God. Well, she, you know, oh, my God, Betsy, you were so out there. I went to her house one time. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it was crazy. There was, like, tampons laying around, and they were not... You, they were not new. And uh-huh. she lived She lived this life. And to see her life now, her house looks like um, better. It's like like a museum designer designed okay. her house. Everything is perfect. But you were like so out there. You were so out there. Well, I did mail my used tampons to the Supreme Court. Yeah. I mean, wow. She was making a statement. Yeah, right? I know. I What's was. I, I sent well, I notes know. to, you know, it was Dear Justice Rehnquist, since you're so concerned with my reproductive facilities, I've enclosed one of my eggs. Oh, my God. Feel free God. to resuscitate and inseminate it. Love, Betsy. And I did a lot of, like, radical I'm My crush might comedy. have just come back just now. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Betsy. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And, no, but, it you know, it was, it was a time where um, there was no such thing as bisexual. Sure. You had to be either gay or straight. Uh-huh. All my friends were gay or mm-hmm. lesbians. I was a total feminist. Mm-hmm. I was like, well... I don't want to be straight. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I, ch- I made a choice. And um, Aha, so it is a choice. I know. My I, preacher I came, dad was right. I came out to my mother. I'm like, Mom, I'm a lesbian. She's like, you are not. <laughs> You're a political lesbian. That's different. Oh, look at you. Your mom was in the know. I guess she was. But you know what's funny? There's so many women I know that in college and so they go, they, they, they're bisexual a lot. And then, and then they go back to being straight. And I always think, why so many the other way? The gays never go back to being straight. No. Right. And then, of course, I realize it's, you know, because of the hmm, shalongidong. It has to be that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, the what? Lo- the, the shalong. Oh, the, okay. The, can the you, thing. Can that, you that's please what, not use the technical terms? Sorry, They're hard to follow. Just <laughs> that's just one syllable. Shalongidong. That's <laughs> what it is. I've, I've studied it. I've stayed up late at night. That's my conclusion. <laughs> Awesome. What do we have on uh, the right side of the paper, left side of the paper? Well, let's see. Well, we, the Russian River. Yeah, we did the Russian River Resort a lot. This a gay resort. The Russian, Russian River. River resort. Do you do, you do a lot of gay shows, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you bet these? Yeah, do I do a lot too. Of gay? Okay, yeah. I do too. And um, yeah, that was. Really and I still fun. love to do that. Oh yeah, no. and also, but. I never, you know, in the early days, I never said I was a lesbian to mm-hmm. him, but because I didn't do jokes about boyfriends, everyone assumed it, and uh-huh. and I just let that happen. Okay. And uh, it probably, you know, made it easier for me working in the scene at that time. Right. That makes sense. No. So you're doing the Russian River or whatever? I interrupted uh, you. I apologize. No, nothing. It, it, was, it was fun. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence were judging the show, yeah. and it was super fun, and Betsy got to meet my brother who married my cousin, and... And it was super fun. Well, I'm doing that math here. Hold on. They're an awesome, awesome couple. Yeah. I love them both. And uh, it was just, it was fun. And then they they have the the Northern California pot up there, very, very, very flowery. And it's so delicious. And I took a second hit after my show. So after the show, I took a first hit. I said, never take another hit of anything that smells that good. Right. But of course I did. And then the room started spinning around and I had to go outside. But the straight bartender, is like the third time I worked there, the straight bartender, he's straight. He's like the most beautiful man you've uh-huh. ever seen. And I, I love him. I, I will do anything for him. And so I'd taken the second hit. Now I'm outside. The thing is spinning and I threw up. Uh-huh. And then just Wait, what's I, spinning? The room. The oh, okay, because you're spinning. so high. Sure. I'm so high. And then I'm, I threw up and... um. 
and somebody brought me a bucket and the bucket was gone and I'm just still sitting there and I'm just barely after throwing up and the, the gorgeous straight bartender is coming at me to give me a big kiss goodnight. Oh. I know, but I'm such a pig. I took the kiss. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> Betsy and I could never go back. It was oh. our last time. Well, oh. I think I think it actually got flooded. Yeah, they flooded. And they yeah, it, it, it was in never a flood valley, and that. every few years they had a catastrophic flood. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. So he calls yeah. it a catastrophic kiss, that poor bastard. Oh, puke breath and everything. I know. It's, I'm a pig. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of those contests where they, there was like a good cash prize. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, even though I was kind of already a professional, I was doing some amateur contest mm-hmm. to make money because... Ringer? Was, yeah. You're a ringer. Well, it was just too hard to... Why not? Because, you know, in L.A., you don't get paid for most gigs. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, had to go. I didn't go on the road last year at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to go this year or the IRS is going to call this a hobby. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. So next up, I'm going to Boston. And oh, you New are? York. Yeah. What's up? Where are you going to be in Boston? I at, never performed in Boston. I'll be at the Comedy Studio in Harvard Square. How long has that been around? Uh, is that new? It was the, it was the Hong Kong restaurant. Um, I don't. I don't really know how long it's been there. Wait, but the the Chinese restaurant that yeah, it's like the, the, third the famous floor. Chinese restaurant. Well, you might be thinking about the Ding Ho. I'm thinking about the Ding Ho. Yeah, which then became <laughs> so Cantari's. And, Easy. Uh, this is a family sorry. podcast, Thank Vicky. You. Keep your shang along a dong, <laughs> ding dong <laughs> things. Did you ever? But work I'll be at there the on the ding- 14th and 15th, and then on the uh, 13th October. Yeah, okay. and then on the 13th, um, doing uh, um, the guest in Improv Boston Spotlight series. Yay! Improv Boston Spot. What is that? The Improv Boston is an uh, improv troupe that's been okay. around for a really long time, okay. and they do a spotlight series where they have a, a guest come oh, in, cool. and, awesome. and I'm the guest that night. But did you ever work the Ding Ho? I or did. Was that before I worked your time? the Ding Ho when it became Cantari's. Oh, okay. I don't know. And I was Cantari's. in an improv troupe then too called Guilty Children. Okay. And um, and Wendy Lieben was our door person. Oh, <laughs> how much do we love Wendy Lieben? Totally. So much. She's such a sweetheart. And uh, so, so it was the same club, but it had a uh-huh. it was new management. Okay. And um, can I just but, yeah? Sorry, can I just say real quick, Wendy Liebman, uh, as you know, because you listen to this podcast, and you guys know because you're friends with her, uh, was involved in a horrific car accident. Oh my god, I did not. And uh, witnessed somebody die oh right next god. to her. Oh. And it, it rocked her world so bad, and she became extremely reclusive for a while and just trying to deal with everything. And the first time she left her house after that was to come do my podcast. Wow. Oh, and I've always been really touched by that because Wendy Liebman is a fantastic comic and a fantastic person. Yeah. Uh, and I love her very much. And she's hilarious. Uh, she I know is. we talked about that. Betsy called me, and uh, oh, real quick. Uh, because uh, we're gonna have to wrap it up. My kid is so. so oh my god, I, I'm I might have to cancel our pod my podcast next week because I'm due to get sick because uh, my kid had just had strep throat and now he's got a major earache and my I wife. I guess is we're sick. due to get sick now too, Vicky. Yeah. So after we make Should've out and talk and yeah, totally. And you see my schlong along a dong. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys mm-hmm. might get sick. So is there one Vicky on there that you burning to tell? What do they call it in AA? A burning passion. It's all. I just the, the awful, it's always the awful ones. I know. The, I'm the, the Christmas love it. party I did last year, and it was going to be one good corporate gig. Mike Vin from Comedy Store La Jolla booked it. Oh, Mike, I like Mike. Mike's, Mike's great. The best. And so we get there. We know we're, it's going to be horrible. But no, there's hundreds of people there. They're having a great time. This is going to be one good Christmas show. This money is not only a lot, it's going to be fun. Okay. Yes. And then the dumbass told everybody that he sold the company. 
He sold oh the company right before <laughs> the show. I know I shouldn't tell you, but I'm so excited I got so much money. Oh, your healthcare won't be the same. That's for sure. Oh, God. Oh. And then everyone left, and there was like three or four people left in the room when the show started. And they had told me not to swear, not to be inappropriate. And uh, I just said, well, I, I just got bought by Chris Rock, <laughs> and I'm going to be really fucking horrible. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, that sucks. What the, you know, people think, like, I remember doing, I've told the story several times, doing a corporate in the on a Friday afternoon. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. It was at a comedy club. They have the day off. They're drinking. It's going to be a blast. And what they didn't tell me was they had been in the comedy club since 7 a.m. I was going on at 2, and they just got lectured for however many Ugh. hours that was. And all they wanted to do was get the fuck out, and nobody wanted to drink because their boss was around, and they Ugh. thought he was going to judge them, and it was awful. Horrible. That's it. And then my opener was this black dude named Friendly Frank out of uh, Irvine. And the only reason I bring up he's black because he started talking about... Uh, being the only nigga in uh, Irvine and just just completely uptight white Irvine's buttholes clenched. Yeah, so they yeah. even shut down even more. It was horrible. It was horrible. My friendly Frank's weirdest guy. Christmas gig was I, I was I don't know why I got this gig, but I was hired to do the um, employee Christmas party okay. at Mitchell Brothers Strip Club in San Francisco. <laughs> Oh, the Mitchell Brothers strip club. Yeah. They're all good. And I would never have taken a gig like that, but I'm like, okay, but this is for the girls. You know, this is for the right. the, the women who work there. And uh, so uh, I, you know, I have a giant, I have Long a giant dong. big squirrel outfit. Oh, like right. It's a big furry fluffy suit with the G-string and pasties. And it, it's not a cute squirrel. It's like, you know, it's like oh, a the, big... Oh, the squirrel has a G-string and pasties. Yes, the I've squirrel never does. That. It's a big, fat... You've probably never even seen the costume. It's, it's I've ridiculous. I've seen the squirrel costume. You have? Okay, well, it has... They're very small. Okay, Because I mean, it's right. a big, big, giant squirrel, and it has just tiny... Anyway, so I basically did a... You know, made total fun of the whole stripping thing. But what I didn't know... You know, and also I've told jokes, and all of it was, like, making fun of the exploitation... Sure. ...of the women, and... Didn't know that they, in addition to the office people, you know, the people who worked there, they'd also invited all their kind of big spender guys. Oh. They did not enjoy my time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I did a show with Jimmy Schubert in a strip room. In Point LA. the microphone at your face. Oh, I did a show heart. with Schubert once in a strip club. We love Jimmy in Schubert. In Los Angeles. That was really a, a surreal, surreal thing. Which strip club? There's some horrible strip club on like. You know, right in Hollywood. Okay. I forgot who put it. The guy who used to run the parking lot at the comedy store would do this strip show. Every Chewy. Night. Chewy? Wasn't Chewy. Oh, it wasn't Chewy? Okay. Pete, it was the other guy. It starts Pete. I don't know Pete. They start with a, he always had a grumpy, uh, it was very grumpy all the time. Mm. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. No, it was Chewy. Never mind. Chewy. <laughs> this was Chewy's. Che Chewy like did Chewy. this every six months or so. So he says, and I had a butt, but Schubert was hilarious. Yeah. He was so mad. He goes, what the fuck? This was a fucking horrible idea. I'm standing on a strip of stage. You're a bunch of assholes. And everyone just wanted it to be over. So and, and then and they, all they had to look at was my, my crotch. But it was pretty great. <laughs> I did a, I a show at the old HBO workspace, and it was like it was like a play, I guess, but it had all comics in it. It was me, Chris Hardwick, Stephanie Courtney, who is Flo from uh, the Press Progressive commercials, Greg Barrett, Maria Bamford, Susan Yeagley, who you can see in uh, the new Mascots movie. It's Kevin Nealon's wife. Uh, and so there, uh, Chris McGaha. Um, like it was great. It was where I met all those guys, and we've been friends ever since. But there was a scene where there's a strip club in it, and I think Chris, Chris had to do a strip 
Ortiz, and Chris is such a... Chris Hardwick? Chris, or... I'm sorry, good point. Chris Magaha, oh. who is a female. <laughs> uh, she had to do a strip tease, and I don't think she's ever been in a strip club or anything. So Phil Lamar directed it. So Phil yeah. was like, hey, let's go to Crazy Girls one night after rehearsal. It'll be of a... course they're crazy. Why else would they fucking do that? <laughs> It'll be a goof. We'll go to Crazy Girls, and we'll just have drinks, and it'll be a goof. And everybody was giving me shit because I was the only dude. And they're like, oh, you come here all the time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I've never, and I've never been a big strip club guy, and I'm not just saying that. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, I think I've been to five strip clubs in my whole life at that time, and I never go to those, oh, bullshit, you're, cre- you're creepy I've guy. never been to any, just five. Yeah. <laughs> five throughout the course of my lifetime, which is a lot for a dude. And uh, and we walk in, and by some sheer coincidence, some guy I used to work at waiting tables with was in there. And I walk in, and you just hear, Murray! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like I had a punch card for lap dances yeah. or something. <laughs> You're home. You're home. Ooh, what other Christmas? Uh, do you have any other Christmas party stories? No, but I do have a... A car accident story. Oh. Well, it's not really funny at all, but I was I toured with um, Guilty Children, which was the improv The improv troupe, troupe yeah. And we, we had a van, and a lot of van stories. And by the way, Vicky came up in a van today. Yeah. To tell him. Oh, I, yeah? I'm, I'm, a panel van? Or? I'm a, it's, a, it's a portable wedding chapel. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. It's, it's all in Leopard. It's like a little side Very business nice. you have. Yeah. I'm a minister. I'm a woman of the Why are cloth. you bringing this up like two, five minutes before we have to wrap up? I want to do <laughs> a whole hour on that. Have us back. Of course. Uh, but anyway, so there was a, so we, we were touring the East Coast. We started okay. in Boston, we went down to Key West and back up on the, oh, That's a long and, trip, uh, wow. And, uh, but one of the guys, there were five of us, and one, he definitely a sociopath. Uh-huh. And that became clear to everybody later. Um, but he ran a family off the road like oh. he was in the left lane and he was tailing and he, his wait, car. He was part of your troop, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And he he just was so on their ass and they freaked out. Anyway, this car flipped into the, <gasps> oh, through the my median. God. I mean, it was horrific. And and then, uh, you know, and we got out, we were trying to like, and they were, people were bleeding. I mean, it was bad. Oh, jeez. And then he fucking did a runner. He did a what? He, he, he just took off. Yeah, he took off. Oh, and, he hit and run it. he, uh... Well, he never hit them. He oh. just scared them so much they ran off the road. Oh my God! And uh, and he then became uh, a children's uh, a host on a children's TV show. <laughs> but apparently, you wouldn't do a lesbian show. He freaked <laughs> he freaked the kids out so much they had to get him a female co-host. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's funny. You know, I was driving back from the Irvine Improv the other night, and uh, by the way, thank you guys who came out to the Irvine Improv. Kira Saltanovich and I did a new show oh, yeah. called Mom vs. Dad, and I great. I considered a huge success, and I want to thank you all for coming out at the end. And we if did you a- ever do Mom vs. Dad versus None. I'm there. Are you, a, are you a nun? No, I mean no, no kid. Yeah, it was a play on words. Yeah, hmm. curious. So I'm a professional. So, so I could be a nun. Why not? I was a lesbian. Why not? Uh, but this is hilarious. We did a Q and A for at the end. Karen and I did, and she brought a bunch of questions from her mommy group, and and we did that. And at the end, this really old guy comes walking out with his walker, and I said, "Thanks for coming." He's like, "I like what you did with the girl." but thank you so much for coming out i really appreciate that was our first show and uh we're looking forward to doing more of it but uh, what i was saying was on the way home i had john vargas open us open the show and uh we watched it we saw a motorcycle accident it was terrible oh yeah it was terrible so ha 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 
<laughs> well, you know, road stories involve yes, involve roads and crashes. I've, and roadkill. That's one of the most horrible parts of being on the road for me. Is seeing the roadkill. Seeing the roadkill. It's so sad. I don't think I see much roadkill. Well, well, I gotta go to Texas more. Just avert your eyes. I actually hit a hit a guy named Muhammad on his bike, and I was terrified. You know, because he's Muhammad. Right. You could just draw a picture of him and get. Killed. Yeah, sure. Let him hit him a bike. Mowed him down. Wow. Yeah, he got up though. Okay. He got up and I and I insisted on on taking him to the hospital and he got twenty five thousand dollars. So I feel like I helped a, a young immigrant. Wow, and a and a free marriage. He probably got a new bike. The van. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. Also, so also, your insurance covered it, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Good. But good. it was horrible. I was awful. To, I I didn't see. I was I turned right and he was on an electric bike. Yeah. It's awful to do that to somebody. No, yeah, yeah no, that's. I'm glad he survived. No, he's totally good. He's got twenty five thousand. He was <laughs> fine. He was walking. I... Uh, before we wrap up, I know, I know Betsy emailed me earlier today or yesterday, and she's like, uh, I don't want to repeat any of my stories because she was on before, and I'm like, it's like seven years. Nobody's going to remember, and, and nobody's going to write letters. But I want to hear about the nudist colony. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I forgot about it. Were you on that gig, Vicky? No. No. Okay. So um, there used to be a nudist colony in Topanga called Elysian Fields. It's not there anymore. No. Oh. Um, it, it, but while are it you was, a nudist? No, absolutely. Are not. you a Buddhist? I I do get nude, like for you know when I bathe. My, things my like crush that. is coming back again. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, this was a gig. It was organized by another comedian, and it was who was it? Um, do you remember? Heidi. Okay. I'm to that age where I'm sure. forgetting some names. No, but no, that's fine. That's her first name, and Heidi. it'll come to me later. Heidi Ho. Um, and she often did these all-women shows, usually fundraisers for uh, battered women and mm-hmm. stuff. And for some reason, she, we were doing one there at the at the nudist colony, and uh, they call it clothing optional. Oh, sure, of course. And I think there were five of us. Jill Turnbow was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I wonder if Jackie Case, Jackie Walner, mm-hmm. Carol Ann Leaf. Oh, Carol, sure, I um, love her. I can't remember everybody who was on it, but I definitely know Jill was. Yeah, it was all women. Oh, interesting. Right? So you go, and it turns out it's like one of those places where you really don't. It it's not it's not like it, it's one of those places <laughs> where it's like the last group of people you want to see naked. Oh, really. sure, they, they all are though. Yeah, they're all, they're like, all like that. that because basically it's like it's like oh we. We accept everything. Yeah, and um, and it was a really hot day, mm-hmm. and uh, so I went for a swim, and uh, you know, pool or lake in the pool. Okay, uh, and then I just I did the show naked. <laughs> None of the other comics. did. None of the other comics did. No. Boo I, on Caroline Lee. I had Leaf. glasses on. Oh, I well, think. okay. So you weren't shoes. completely I naked. I had shoes, so okay. they didn't want the ringworm. <laughs> but uh, and you would think nobody would dare heckle. You know, because they're oh, all naked, right? Oh, of course, God. but they they did. It was really surprising. And <laughs> and after that, like you know, I I just said I'm I'm right now living most people's two worst nightmares. Yes, you know, yeah. naked and doing stand up. <laughs> and for a couple of weeks after that, I was fearless on stage because oh, I'm like, if wow. I can do that, sure. Um, <laughs> but it, it was uh, the weirdest thing about the place is like 
they try to make this, they really, they're like, this is not sexual. It's not sexual right. at all. No way. Sure. And so they make a real point at not looking at your breasts or genitals. Uh -huh. And so there's this insane amount of eye contact, which is really <laughs> uncomfortable. It's like, stop. It's Ew, aggressive. Just, just look at my tits. Will you please? I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> That's a, what heckle? What, do you remember the heckle exactly? Like what? Uh, well, there was on. there was a woman who actually got <laughs> up in the middle of the thing and walked. She tiptoed out, but she was you know very Avoiding big, and she tiptoed out like really. It was like cartoonish. Sure, I I don't remember okay. everything, but she was. Uh, yeah. Sorry. How long ago was that? Sorry, that must have been like at least fifteen years. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. And then then they had us back a couple more times. Oh, nice. So. Did you oh. go? Did you go up nude again? Uh, I did. Did anybody else on the next ones? No, I think there were a couple of topless, uh -huh. but nobody went. I gotta go. Out. I gotta go. Boo! I gotta call Carol later and just tell but her how disappointed I am. But it's freak is doing the here. squirrel. Oh, naked, doing your yeah. squirrel impression naked? Felt really. You know, I just basically did my regular act. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah just oh, happened to be naked. Was it? It was very interesting. Huh, Aaron? Would you ever do that? No, sir. No, yeah. sir. I would not. I'm <laughs> thinking. I don't know. I'm very sensitive. I don't know. But then the place closed. Like they they moved to um, from. Topanga to Malibu, and then it right. closed. Okay. Because so I guess people didn't want to commute all the way to Malibu. Well, commuting naked. Well, there used to be a nude beach called Matador right up there, but uh, they've banned all nude beaches in California yeah. now, which is kind of a drag. I know, because it's so nice to swim naked. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun, and I like to surf. And I remember one time I went down. There used to be a nude beach at a place uh, south of where I surf, and I didn't know it was a nude beach. And I paddled out, and this dude paddles, surfs into a wave and pops up completely naked. <laughs> like, whoa! Where's your <laughs> suit, dude? <laughs> um, you guys, thank you for coming out on a Sunday morning. And I apologize for uh, my lack of energy today. I've, I've three weeks of very active stuff and uh, late shows last no, night. No, you were wonderful. This has yeah. been so thank much you. fun. Thank you. You guys are wonderful. I can't I'm, wait I'm so... to go home and watch your uh, your. Um... The podcast of what? What is the name yeah, of the? Oh, the mental illness happy hour. Paul Gil Martin's mental illness happy hour. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, I do again. I appreciate you guys and feel free. And I told all the listeners, I, I new listeners to my show now too. I, I return every email, so uh, I, I I thank you very much for the support of emails and whatever questions you have, I'll try to answer them. But that's not about me right now. It's about you two lovely ladies. And I feel like I... Uh, we look lovely. You do look lovely. Just stunning. You do look lovely. I, I had to look at a, a, a sick throwing up kid this morning. So you guys that's, are... You know, that's, a little bit better a, than that. That's a step up. <laughs> that's a step up. That's what I love. You guys are easy Support. on the eyes. That's what uh, I'm talking about. Vicky. Very easy. Where You still live in San Diego. I do. Give me... Don't... I don't have your okay. contact, but I'll Betsy, give, yeah, give me, and I'll give you that uh, contact uh, yeah. for the San Next Diego gig. Next time you come, to, uh, we'll do that. She oh, does, yeah, I'll be at a... She does a very funny Trump impression. Too. Oh, really? I, I, Is I, it visual I, or I, yeah, vocal? Yeah, I'm a woman transitioning. In, look, at, I look just like him. It's If I'm going to look like this, I'm going to make something up. It's amazing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning into Donald Trump. Oh, awesome. I'm not patriotic about it at all. I right. hope he wins all the way. Oh, really? I'm getting a lifetime special oh, and a penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it visual or, or audio it's also? Visual. Okay. It's both. It's okay. both. Uh, I guess you can just listen. It's got to see it, though. Okay. Look well, we'll hold like off and him. see it. We won't roll uh, it. But um, hit me up and I'll give you that. Uh, and I'm going to be, I'm headlining La Jolla Comedy Store, but not till May. Oh, good. But I'll be back there for other shows. Awesome. I get um, to work there at uh, Christmas weekend with Carl LeBove, my favorite <gasps> living comic. Carl LeBove. I had him on here. He's a fabulous, I love Carl. He's Maybe so great. Maybe I can feature for you. Oh, yeah, you want to? Yeah. Sure. 
You want to ask them? Yeah, yeah, I totally will. Thank you. Happily do it. Great. I don't want to. I've been down there in forever. Fucking performing your crumbs. Uh, I I can clean up that myself. Lou will sweep it up really fast. Okay, I love it. Yo, but this is about you. Where can we find you guys, Vicky? You got a website? Yeah. Where are we going to be? You'll be touring? You're gonna I'll be... be a comedy store for um, Christmas. I'll be in San... I guess I'm going to be at a winery uh, in, in yeah, November. Yeah, but where are you performing? So I'm uh... going to be at a winery performing. I'm, not, I'm probably going to miss the show. I always do have a tough time at the wineries. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I have a website. And, okay. Uh, and I have a new wedding business, so a wedding chapel to go. Oh, awesome. It's very, uh, very nice. Cool. And now, are you part of the uh, Funniest Housewives of Orange Housewives, County? yes. Yep, yep. That's going to continue. Tell us about that show real quick. Cindy's absence. It's just been lots of fun. Lots of fun show. It's been a great show. All right. Well, what's the concept of the show? Just, uh, Cindy had just, she put together women, and she hit upon the Orange County venue, the Coach House, uh-huh. holds 600, and it's always well-supported. Wow, 600? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's always fun. Kira does it all the time. Uh-huh. Karen Rontowski. And it's just fun to go and hang out with them and, and do shows. Betsy's done the show. Awesome. No, I haven't. You haven't done the show? I want to. Yeah, now we have to you do they do the show. Yeah. And uh Rock and Peace, Cindy Burns, who passed away a few months yeah. ago. Very lovely lady. Um, she was my favorite. We had some great times. We went on the road and so many great times together. Yeah. I love her. She she tried to get him into a cracker barrel being a Jew in Kansas. <laughs> and it, yeah, she she was so I'll love her and I'll miss her every day. Sure. There's too much death going yeah. on in the world. Oh Jesus. As a matter of fact, my cousin is dying as we speak um christy wallace if you're listening i love you and i love your brother i'm sorry he's passing away as we speak and i get to he's always my cousin whenever somebody mentions nashville i always say i got a cousin in prison in nashville and that was him and he loved every time i said that so i'll continue i'll continue to say that you can still say it because he was in prison betsy where can we find you dear heart uh, probably betsysalkine.com mm-hmm. is the easiest place but okay. also i'm on facebook and I mean, I do have a fan page, but you could just friend me. I'll, sure. I'll say yes, probably. Sure. Awesome. And, um, uh, yeah, and I, I sometimes tweet. Okay. At Betsy Salkind? Yes. That's S-A-L-K-I-N-D. That's right. And you also have catnip for oh, cats. <laughs> it's catabus. It's, um, <laughs> it's organic catnip uh, made to look like medical marijuana, sure, so yeah, it comes yeah. in a little... Medical so thing. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I saw. It. Yeah, I have I have books and cannabis and mm-hmm. CDs and stuff. It's all on my website. Her well, mer- actually, her the Bible storybooks are fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can I get a copy of one of those? Yes. Would you send me one, please? Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff on religion lately. Uh, yeah. Her merch table after the Throckmorton the other day was like a dispensary. It was hilarious. It was, yeah. I love it. I love every minute of it. Well, I want to thank you, ladies, for coming on. Uh, real quick, at Murray V on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. That's fine. I've, I, I reached my five thousand, so I got rid of a bunch of people. Um, I have the uh, Murray Valeriano comedy page, so go to Murray Valeriano comedy. Like that. I stay interactive. I know a lot of listeners and fans don't want to switch over because they don't think I'm going to be interactive. I swear, I still return every email. And if I haven't returned your email, send me another one because I, I had a flurry of emails this week uh, regarding the uh, podcast. And you can still live stream the podcast festival. Go to LA Podfest for about two more weeks. Put in the promo code ROAD and you get $5 off uh, at Murray V. And then I'm in town for a while. I'm going to be working on Seth Meyers for a few weeks. So I'm excited about that. And uh, uh, I'm in town, uh, but I got a lot of 2017 dates coming up, including the punchline 
in uh, San Francisco, uh, La Jolla Comedy Store, apparently with Betsy. Um, where else? Claremont. Uh, we're looking at Portland. Helium coming back to Portland. I'm looking forward to all those dates. I'm looking forward to, to seeing you guys out there. So, listen, check out Vicky. Check out Betsy. Check them out when they come to your town. They're very funny. Thank you guys for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great, a bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.